This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 22 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have two people who have kids and horses at the heart of their work. Bridget Bryson tells us why there is a Horse Masters program at the Pony Club for people over 18. And we have Monty Roberts, my dad, back to share his extraordinary training experiences in the U.S. and in England in this summer of 2014. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month. And I have my producer, Jen, here with me today. You never know if I'm going to say Glenn or Jen, but it's Jen today. Hi, Coach Jen. Coach Jen's here. Yay! Coach Jen, hi. Tip lady, too. I tip love your too. tips. I, yeah. I, love it. I, love, I love the tips I get from the Horsemanship Radio show. They're, oh, thank you. They're, they're, very, have, they're always very thoughtful. They are, aren't they? They're really good. They, 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 we have, a, you know, and it's not that many trainers. I love it that they're just pure horsemen figuring this stuff out and then sharing it. Yes. Maybe the trainers don't share as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of Horsemanship Radio as the thoughtful program, but you're right. It's they're they're just thoughtful horsemanship more than yeah. It's thoughtful horsemanship. Yeah. Thank you. I we like should change that. the name. Thoughtful Horsemanship. No, I, I, I think you're right, too. And I think it's because we're all just horsemen at heart in this. You know, we, we have some really top, top-end world champions. But at the root of every one of our guests, it has been this incredible love for horses. And, and in doing so, they're, inc- they're really willing to share. And that share is like they're aha moments. They're excited about it. It's not like a first you do this and then you do that. It's like, you know what I figured out? You know, it's, I love that. <laughs> Isn't that fun yes. that people, you know, negative and positive things like, oh, don't do that again. You know, that was really bad. Right. But I, I love that about our guests. Too, and it's such a, a wide variety of horsemen, too. Um, what's the word I want? The entire spectrum. Mm-hmm. from Everything from picking up hooves to... Mm-hmm. Um, tying properly. It's just, the, it's, it's so broad and yeah, that's a lot of fun. I agree. And you know what? We have so many more coming too, because we think of all these fun things or I hear them from people and I just, I say, hold that thought because we're going to record you. <laughs> we're going to come, come back to that. We're circling we're around. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we have about a year's worth stored up for people right now. So I hope that um, everybody, uh, you know, takes out their pencils occasionally, unless you're driving when you're listening to this, um, you know, and, and figures that some of these tips are going to make a book someday, I think. There we go. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here so. first on Horsemanship Radio. Yeah. Well, we're going to have some fun today, Jen, just because Glenn's not here. It doesn't mean we can't have fun. So we're going to have uh, two people today that um, uh, have a lot of horsemanship in their background. Bridget Bryson is part of the horseman sh- uh, Horse Masters program of the Pony Club. You you belong to the Pony Club. You were a lifer, I think I, you said. I, I was a lifer. I described myself as a lifer. I joined lifer. when I was about 13, 14, and I was in the Pony Club until I turned 21. And at that time, mm-hmm. 21 was the cutoff age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went through the entire program as I graduated as an HA, um, nice, and that's how high the the program goes. And I I got a great deal out of the Pony Club. I'm so thrilled that I did it, and I recommend it to anybody. And it's really cool now because even after you age out, so to speak, they have a they have a special section there you can join as an adult. And it doesn't matter if you've never touched a horse. Doesn't matter if you don't have any kids. And you can take advantage of the learning programs that they have because the learning programs that the United States Pony Club uh, offers in my humble opinion, are the best that you can get anywhere. So, nice. You know, that's a, little, a great I'm, recommendation. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit prejudiced in that respect. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's why we had you on, too. Um, and I would love for uh, you to join us, uh, Bridget and I, to, to, to chat about that because you'll have more depth than I will on, on the program. I've never gone through the Pony Club, and, uh, and I'm fascinated to hear that it's never too late. That's right. It's never too late. You, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. You sang. 
Um, well, and then we also have uh, Monty Roberts on today, which is a, a thrill for me to have him back because his schedule is tough and it's hard to catch up with him and hold him down long enough for an interview. But he did. He shares some experiences uh, with some of his training this summer that we'll do actually in a two-part um, because there was enough packed in in the last few months since we've had him on. I think we had him last on in May, about three months ago or so. Uh, so this will be fun. He, he holds the world's record for frequent flyer miles for by, by a horseman. I think I've said it before, but, you know, he literally has more miles per year than the um, pilots because the pilots are held to a legal amount oh that they God. can fly. <laughs> and he goes funny. over that. It's called 1K status. And, you know, he said, don't even mess with my 1K status. He loves it because you get a lot of advantage to it. But you're right. He will be heading to India in September um, and, you know, Brazil again. And it's it's not short little trips that he's typically on either. He's on those long flights. So no. it'll be fun. Cool. So we'll catch up with him and uh, we'll get started with that right away. Up next, we have Bridget Bryson. But before that, this word from IFA.com. Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts Willing Partners graduate, He's a Sugar Bear. <laughs> you know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios, risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as an Index Fund Advisors or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888-643-3133. Bridget Bryson is a volunteer and the Horsemasters liaison for the Pony Club of America. She's volunteered at the Silver Bits Pony Club since 2004 a nonprofit organization that teaches kids how to be safe around horses and increases their horse knowledge, and it helps them learn to ride, too. Jumping games, polo cross, dressage. In 2001, the Pony Club formed the Horse Masters organization, and Bridget is a great spokesperson for the program. Welcome, Bridget Bryson. I'm so glad to have you here. Where are we reaching you from right now? What city are you near? Hi, Debbie. I'm in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Iowa, you're in the middle of our country, and how is it? Is it a beautiful summer there? You know what? It's a beautiful day, and we've been getting this strange, almost fall-like weather, and it's been an absolute delight. Ooh, perfect riding weather. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're so interested to hear your story. We were glad that the um, Pony Club of America has done some pretty innovative things, and we love following what they do with young people. And they gave us your name because you were pretty instrumental in this Horse Masters program. Can you tell people who might not know that there even is a Horse Masters program a little bit about it? I certainly will. I'd be delighted to. Um, As you said, we have the United States Pony Clubs, and that, of course, is based for youth members for uh, actually up to the age of 25 young people. And someone sometime a little over 10 years ago thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if all of we adults who work night and day to support these youth would be able to take advantage of some of these opportunities too. And so they created a group that they called Horse Masters. And basically what it is is Pony Club for Adults. That's the quick version. Uh-huh. And, and what you're learning the same things as the kids, or is there different, you know? Do well, you, are you- yes and, and no. A lot of it, um, and, and sort of backing up a bit, I guess when they, they first came up with it, they did, as many organizations will do, kind of a, a pilot program, a, a better program, so that we could try out and see how this worked. And they created Horsemaster groups that were aligned with a pony club. 
so they would be able to either do things at the beginning, often separately from the youth members, and then as time went on, we've become more and more integrated so that some things it's suitable for us to do together and some things we all want to be a part. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's a little bit more social and sometimes it's as simple as a trail ride. But as time has gone along and we've been officially integrated into Pony Club, we've been able to do the same kind of certifi- certification system that the youth have been doing. So we're able to expand our horse knowledge, both mounted and unmounted, and we can do dressage and we can jump just like the youth members can, and we can get tested on it if we choose not to be tested because some adults would much rather not, then we don't have to, Um, but we have the option and we now have the option to compete in the same competitions that the youth members do, but in different divisions. Yeah, it is. It's a ton of fun. I I gave up. Well, I won't say gave up because I absolutely thrived upon Tony Club with my own children. And it's been so much fun for me to be able to be a pony clubber myself and do all those fun things as well as giving me another opportunity to help a whole other generation of children as they enter into pony club. Well, that's great. That, that sounds so much fun. Now, I didn't grow up with Pony Club. I know my producer, Jen, who's on with us, did, but I grew up in the FFA and the 4-H. I would have thought, didn't these women know everything already? I mean, you know, I looked up to them like they were you know, <laughs> the experts in everything. But are you saying that they're they're trying to kind of keep up too a little bit? I mean, I guess as a parent, if you didn't know anything, if your kids just went horses and you went, what? Horses? I don't know anything about horses. Then you would be a little intimidated. Is it is it sort of a, a backfill for that too? Well, you know, and that's an interesting way of, of thinking about it. I, I always say there's, there's sort of different kinds of members, you know, just like with anything. And a lot of people instantly think of um, parents. And actually, the biggest growth area is people who have no pony club background and love horses. Often people who wish they'd been in pony club had wished they'd had some of the, the special things that Pony Club does give, like an official certification system, um, like access to some really great examiners and, and horse people. And they can sort of backtrack and often have a huge amount of knowledge themselves. And then maybe learning something in a slightly different way or a slightly different discipline. Ah, and true. because Horse Masters started as a volunteer organization, really, um, as time's gone on, we've kind of become our own thing, but we started off as volunteers. So that brought a wealth of new knowledge to help with the youth members. So you have a lot of people who just wanted to be involved with Pony Club, didn't have their own children in Pony Club. Maybe their child wasn't interested in horses. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to fill, fulfill that need. Uh, but then you also do have parents who want to learn. And often the children don't want their parents anywhere near, and that's where it comes into that. Maybe we do some things that are more segregated than others. Uh, And there are other times where it works really well for the parent and child to be together. So there's a lot of sort of negotiating within the group as to what's going to work well in a particular place in a particular time. This is fascinating for me to learn about because when I was already – an adult by the time the um, programs for adults within the Pony Club community, when that conversation started, I had already aged out of Pony Club. At that time, it was 21. So this is fascinating for me to hear about. This is sort of Horse Masters 2.0 version at this point in time. (laughs) Yes, because it is very different. Yes, it is very different. So there is actually a competitive element available for members of the horse masters programs, if they chose so choose to take advantage of that, tell us a little bit about that aspect of horse masters, the the competitive element. Sure, and this is kind of exciting to us because we're we're really horse masters is really expanding and growing, and I would probably almost say in as recently as this last year that we're seeing huge leaps and bounds and and working on the program and expanding the program. So there are exciting things ahead that I can't tell you about, too, which, you know, it's like, oh, great, I'm on the radio. Be careful what you say. Um, But the, the competition side is going to be a lot of fun, and we're slowly but surely getting past members coming 
back in the Pony Club because this could be an opportunity for them to finish up certifications they never got or just mm-hmm. because they miss it. Um, and part of what we do as Pony Club is uh, our rallies. And you as a Pony Clubber know about this, but non-Pony Clubbers will not. And rallies are basically what we call our Pony Club competitions. We don't like to call them shows because they're different. We work as teams and our, our members are judged on their horse management skills in addition to their riding skills. So you can have someone coming in on um, a $20,000 horse. You can have someone coming in on a backyard pony, but they have to be independent, take care, show those horse management skills, and all of a sudden the playing field is very leveled. And our youth members aren't allowed to have their parents come in and help um, and we also are telling our horse masters that maybe they can't have their children come help oh, them. Oh, I love it. That's them. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's funny about it, I actually got to, to play. I didn't get to do it this season, but last season we uh, we didn't have enough horse masters to make teams. So instead of having a horse master team division, we did kind of almost like an open show that the horse masters were able to ride in the dressage rally with the other kids, and, and I got to do it. And it was so much fun because, of course, we adults were far more stressed than the children were. (laughs) And we did get them to help us. And they were only too pleased, not only to help us, but to inform us of how we should be behaving, which was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And it was all all great fun. And we we have our national championships um, every year. We had 11 adults competing in our national championships in Kentucky this year. Wow. And so, you know, I think it was one or two a couple of years ago. So every year we're growing and seeing an increase. And, and the goal is that we will have horse master teams just as we have youth member teams. Oh, I want to I want to go be a, a, a stable a stable manager on one of the uh, horse master teams. Put me in. Perfect. See, See there you go. Sign you up. Right? <laughs> and right now, because we don't have the numbers, they're able to compete as individuals. But. We really want to make it so it's it's the same thing. They go to regional rally, they qualify, and they go ride at championships. And and we're seeing it really as a win-win. I mean, change is always difficult, and for some people, change is harder than others. But it really should be, um, I'm trying to think of the word, an augmentation. It should augment the program. Our goal is not to take away from the youth members in any way, shape, or form. We want to grow what we've got so that we can increase and have adults working alongside our young people. And quite honestly, now that the age has increased to 25, I think there's a comfort zone for a lot of our our 20-year-olds who maybe... Maybe they're not sure if they want to stay in or what they want to do. They, they don't want to certify to the next level, and they're kind of, eh. well, now there's more adults, and they don't feel like I'm just with the children. Mm-hmm. It, it's an all-round sort of cradle-to-grave kind of organization, <laughs> which I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. as we were saying uh, earlier, Bridget, there's still hope for us. We're, it's not too late. We can still get back <laughs> to this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and it's so much fun for me and just a, a, a little bit, and I, I know you, you talked a little bit about this earlier. I'm not sure what in my background you, you had talked about, but um, my children were fourth generation pony clubbers. And so my grandmother was in charge of a pony club in North Wales in the United Kingdom. And my mother and aunt were both in the pony club and I was in the pony club. And then when I came over to America and had children and they promptly joined the Pony Club here, uh, joined the United awesome. States Pony Clubs. And so I now I feel like I'm almost, uh, I think I'm almost fifth generation because now I'm coming in as an adult and it's very different. That's but right. it's so much fun. Yes. Yeah, uh, that sounds awesome. And, and Coach Jen, I think you're ready. That's that's it. I, I, I wouldn't I be guess. able to take Beaker up to Kentucky with me, but by golly, I could be a stable manager. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. How much fun would that be? I, I would be. I think they should probably keep me away from stable managing, though, because I, I think I'd get a little bit too much. Everything would have to be so labeled and neat and tidy <laughs> and organized. I might drive my team insane. Yeah. Now, are the standards the same? For example, if you were a member of the Horse Masters program, you're an adult member. And you mm-hmm. you want to have a D three rating, or you want to achieve a D three rating? Is the actual uh, requirements the same as if you were one of the youth members in a D three? Almost exactly. 
there are a few little differences. Uh, first of all, in Pony Club now, we, we can specialize on the different tracks like the dressage and the hunt seat equitation. Those aren't completely finished yet for horse masters, but we can do the traditional ones. And they are slightly different in that they have taken out, for the sake of all concerns, they have taken out the emergency dismount for the adults. Oh, thank you. Uh, because we said that our knees probably won't make it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I have no an emergency... Offense to, no offense to the 26-year-old horse <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of difference. Just like the youth members, you can choose to do only horse management, only uh, dressage, only jump. Um, you can you can split out the different tracks in that way. Uh, so some of the adults just want to do the knowledge-based or just want to stay in the flat. They can do that. They don't have to jump. And, of course, that means you could also join with the Western Saddle if you prefer to ride Western, that you want to do the, the knowledge piece because some people do. They, they really want to do that. Just like the youth members, you have to do the knowledge first. You have to do the flat, and then you have to do the jump at any one level if you're going to continue up the levels. Um, but you can do, I should I sort of confuse myself that, you can do nothing but the flat, but then if you wanted to do the flat, you do have to do the horse management first. Mm-hmm. And if you want to jump, you have to do the flat first. So um, for safety, just like with the youth members. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think, oh, one thing that they do have in the adult level that they uh, they ask a question about volunteerism. How have you volunteered to help mm-hmm. equestrian nice. sports in the local area? Mm-hmm. Because even though that's not a requirement anymore, we do want to encourage it. And it's right. just like our youth members are asked about conservation. We don't think for one minute that every one of our youth members, unfortunately, is involved with conservation, although we'd love to encourage that a little bit more. It's the same kind of thing. We want to have that understanding and that realization it's important to the horse community. And for our adults, not only is that important, but volunteerism is too, because we're a volunteer organization. How cool. Yeah, so bring it to the consciousness. That's good. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and how much uh, is the Pony Club, this is my ignorance, getting into the nature of the horse, too? This is horsemanship radio, after all. And, you know, we're talking more and more about behaviors and, and, uh, and understanding the nature of Equus. Probably not as much as you would like. And that is something that I I know I I agree. It would be nice to see more. Uh, Right now, I mean, it really is more of a, and I don't want to say practical, that's the wrong word, because obviously knowing your horse is practical, but uh, much more things like, you know, what what is what should a normal temperature be? How do you take temperature, pulse, mm-hmm. respiration? Uh, as far as the actual certifications and, and the rating levels are, are concerned. But we do also have questions along the lines of, you know, how do you recognize your horse in the field? And, and, and how, why? Pony Club is a lot about safety, as you know, but also, I know when I teach the, 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 the youth members and the adults both, the reason for safety, and sometimes it's a, a, a logical, logistical kind of reason that humans need. Sometimes it's for horses. So why why do we make sure the horse knows that you're approaching it? And because this is the horse's personality, and they're a prey animal, and they need to know something's coming from behind. So in that kind of way, we are discussing that. But there's definitely a lot of room for more. Well, that opens up the conversation, though. So I think you're you're getting it covered. You're on your way for sure, because it's once you understand that uh, it's not just a, a riding instrument that's under you, and and you right. start talking about safety, you know, inevitably you get to behaviors, and uh, you know, my horse won't load on the trailer, so what up, you know, and. And right, exactly. That, Let's not yeah. turn around and look them in the face and, and scare the living daylights out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And you come from many generations, roots in in, in UK. So um, I've watched this happen in the BHS, which is the British Horse Society, which has been wonderful, that evolution happening too. I think it's just a matter of curiosity that eventually people start wanting to figure out what's going on between those two ears flicking up there. So, yeah. I agree. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, too. I'm, I'm a big believer when I teach anyone, whether it's in school or around horses, that if you have a reason for why you're doing something a certain way, you remember and it makes sense. And sometimes there's the behavior of the animal and why an animal behaves that way, whether you're on the back on the ground or outside the stall or outside the, the pasture, it just makes sense. It helps on the on the learning 
uh, I was kind of amused. My husband had tagged me on Facebook the other day that he'd read some article from England where they had just done some major research project on horses' ears telling you what they're thinking and feeling. And I read it thinking, well, haven't we been saying that for years? I mean, it's great that the scientists have figured it out and everything. Thank you. I've been looking at my horse's ears since I was born. So, you know, thanks for sharing. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bridget, this this has been so much fun. We just love having you. Didn't we, Jen? Wasn't that fun? That was fascinating. Uh, I would, Great stuff. I was, yeah, fascinating. And I would love to have you back. I know one thing I definitely want to have you back for is a trainer's tip because, you, I mean, generationally, you've got experience here, too. And I know that you probably have something great, some tidbit that um, you can share with our listeners and they would um, find fascinating as we found this interview today. Would you do that for us, Bridget? Well, sure. I'm sure you'll clue me in a little bit, and I'd be happy to come back and talk with you. That's terrific. Okay, Bridget Bryson, thank you for telling us all about Horse Masters uh, with the United States Pony Club. Next, we catch up with Monty Roberts, dad, and his summer training schedule. But first, this from Equus Online University. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I know that I'm transforming the lives of horses globally. You can learn to do it too on my Equus Online University. There's a new lesson on there each week, all the way from join up to advanced. Watch world's champions give their lessons. Join at MontyRoberts.com. Go to my Equus Online University you can transform your horse, too. Welcome back. Monty Roberts. We're fortunate to have you again, Dad. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Debbie, but I'm tired. You know, I think you started with that on the last call because you had did just I? gotten off a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Literally well, the last time, too. But I, you did. I know you just got off I a plane. Pro- I, I probably did, but I can't afford to be tired because i got to start up tomorrow morning with another of the military clinic, so I can't be tired very long. That's the only long. reason we have you back, you know, is just to yeah. come back and do some more of the workshop. No, no, we're, I, we're, we're excited to hear what you I just went over my notes. Did. Yeah, I just ahead. went over my notes of what we talked, you know, what, what I've done since we talked last, and I'm tired all over again. It's just yeah, reading them is a killer. It does do that. <laughs> so let's don't, go. Don't re- yeah, don't read the calendar ahead. Just let's, let's go backwards. <laughs> so we left off in May, and we were about to uh, join the global conference of instructors in May. Yeah, and we were getting excited yeah. for that. And my birthday time. That's right. It was your birthday. Seventy nine. Mm-hmm. I'm in Wait, my eightieth year. Exactly. That's what I want you to say. Is the honest <laughs> truth is he says I'm in my eightieth year. Just like remember when yeah. you were six, going on seven. He's, yeah, he's that's 79 right. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so we, what, we, we did have our... What are you our, doing? Yeah. I do, uh, we did have our Global Instructors Conference, and it was great. We had Dr. Andrew McLean here from Australia, and he gave him a hell of a talk and a demonstration of, of what he works like, and um, he does work that's very different from mine. But, you know, we wanted to be open-minded and take a look and be innovative. That was the theme of this particular conference. And so we were looking at everything. We had Dr. William Miller there, too, and he's an addictive behavior specialist for people. Uh, Great guy who has used my concepts on human beings that are addicted to various substances. He's from uh, New Mexico State University, I think it is. And then we had Catherine Cunningham from Guatemala, here and we had Dr. Terry Moyers who comes along with Dr. Miller and then we had um, Rosie Jones from England you'll hear more about her later but they all gave wonderful talks and I think the people that came really enjoyed it and it was very informative um, and then right after that we had a horse sense and healing that's the military thing um, three days of horse sense and healing and it was a good one a really deeply involved good one and uh, I'll give you more on that later because we're working hard on uh, returning PTSI victims, not PTSD. There's no disorder. It's an injury PTSI. Um, and I've been working with an incredible high-level, uh, Olympic-level 
dressage horse here that's had a lot of problems, and uh, he's just been a professor for us, giving us all kinds of information about how to get it right. He has about five people in the hospital, I think, before coming to us. Yeah. A really dangerous horse. But um, things are changing, and he's going quite well. And we have the interns here, four of them, finishing up all of their work for to become uh, instructors. And that's been a high-level conference kind of thing for me where I take these people into new areas and try to give them a, a leg up on being good instructors globally. We have them from Hungary, from uh, Denmark and Sweden. We have them from Ireland, Ireland and Switzerland. It, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. it is. And then, and then what happened? On the 4th of July, I took a trip to England. Now, there's something wrong with that, going to England on the 4th of July. But <laughs> that's what I did anyway. What? You missed the fireworks. I know, but, yeah. Usually that's a good fireworks. thing, but in this case. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I arrived there on the 5th of July and went straight to Polehampton out in the Hampshires for the Queen. She keeps her yearlings there. And from the 5th through the 10th, I had 28 yearlings to prep for starting. And uh, wild little rascals that come right out of the fields, you know. And uh, they're 12 months old. They're all thoroughbreds to go racing. And um, they're, um, you know, about 900 to 1,050 pounds. So they're they're pretty athletic and they're... That's not what they pay There's a lot of challenge. What? That's 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 not what they paid for them. That's that's how much they weigh, right? That's how much they weigh. And, I imagine uh, they're worthy of a little bit more than that in money too. Wow! I had I had some in there. One that they thought was valued at about seven hundred thousand pounds, which is about a million dollars. So yeah, I had some very high level babies, and uh, it was extremely interesting. I came on to some relatively new concepts for me or pressing the envelope on concepts that I've been working on that really went well, 5th through the 10th. Um, and I got some sore spots and some bruises, but off we went <laughs> on the 11th. Off we went on the 11th to go down to uh, Plymouth for Royal Marines, Royal Navy, uh, Commandos uh, Clinic, Returnees. And that was the 11th and the 12th of July. And I had 10 one day and 12 the next day. And they what were we, so what pleased. Were you doing with them? Yeah, well, tell, tell me a little bit were, about that. They were PTSI victims. They've, mm-hmm. they've returned from war with uh, post-traumatic stress injuries. Uh, really psychologically damaged people. I had three that were catatonic. I mean, really damaged. And they mm-hmm. actually gained a huge amount. Uh, in the two days that I had them on the 11th and 12th. And um, the brass was so impressed that they gave me a ceremonial commando's dagger. And the dagger is to denote that I'm an honorary Royal Marine. And um, it goes to very few people and almost no foreigners. So yeah. I was really honored by that and uh, and stricken by it. And off I went uh, for the 13th in a guest lecture spot at um, our school in, in England and did a half day with them. And uh, then back to Polehampton for a full day with those yearlings again. When you say you do a half day at the class, you're... Yeah, you're I, did a half day on, I, had, I did a half day on ground manners, uh, oh, use okay. of the Dooley halter and ground manners. And... Uh, they were a good class of students of about 14, and it was it was fun to do it. Uh, and a lot of people would the, say, how do you spend a half a day on ground manners? Is there a lot to teach on that? There's a lot a, to teach on ground manners. Yeah, because I was going to say, they're not slow people. And, <laughs> these are sharp and, people. And, well, I, I had to put these students in and let them do it themselves and watch them and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rosie Jones was my uh, instructor with me there, and she does a fantastic job. She's just really rising to a stardom, I tell you. Um, then on the 14th, I was back at Polehampton with the yearlings again, and um, 
and remained there 14th and 15th. And then on the 16th, I had another uh, military clinic, but that one was held in um, Lamborn and uh, had eight uh, returnees with us. And it was profound. It was really profound. And the Tedworth people were there. That's right. Was this filmed then? This is filmed for maybe to be seen later in in England on TV? They wouldn't allow the filming. Ah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't allow the filming. We had to cancel the the filming because they wouldn't allow the troopers to be filmed. Ah, Sorry about that. But that was the 16th, and the Tedworth people are booking us, uh, I think it's in April, uh, for a three-day clinic because of what they saw there. Good. And um, then on the 17th, I was back at Polehampton for the Queen again uh, with those babies. And then on the 18th, with Her Majesty herself, for about three hours, uh, really good meeting about a lot of you different things. You had a three-hour meeting with the Queen this time? Is that right? Yeah. They, yeah? Yeah. Goodness, yeah, you're only almost... allowed 20 minutes, but... Yeah, that is amazing. Was this uh, was this something that was planned for three hours, or did you guys just get into talking and you couldn't stop? It wasn't planned for three hours, but she knew darn well that we had too much ground to cover in twenty minutes, okay. and um, and so she just told them to stay out, and uh, we we had uh, three hours with videos and all sorts of things about team building and um, the various things having to do with the three operations, that's Buckingham Palace, where the head office is, and then um, Windsor Castle, Polehampton, and Sandringham, the three uh, places where the horses are. And mm-hmm. so Terry Pendry was there, uh, stud groom Terry Pendry queen. being head stud groom? Yeah, uh, and a student of mine, <clears throat> and um, just a super guy. He has a job for life. The Queen is so happy with him. Uh, That was uh, on the 16th. And then the 17th, 18th, no, the 18th, sorry, the 18th was with the Queen. And then the 19th was with two willing partners horses in Windsor Great Park, Zinfandel and Hawk. And I did a lecture for uh, 15 aspiring Olympic riders. They're show jumpers, actually. But they got to meet Zinfidel and Hawk, who are willing partners horses of ours that left here and belong to people that are helping with the Olympic team in, in England. So that was a lot of fun. I, cool. I, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was lighthearted and a lot of fun. But they picked me up in the middle of the day because um, I had all morning there, and then they picked me up at the Windsor Castle Gate and hauled me off for another guest lecture spot. Uh-huh. And and then off to my hotel uh, to stay overnight. And on the 21st, I'm headed for Los Angeles. Back and home. then, yeah, back home. Yeah. And then yesterday on the 23rd, we had 200 people for dinner. It we was sure a did. corporation. Who were they, Debbie? A uh, company called HD Vest. Yeah, it's a national, U.S. national company, HD investment company. HD Vest, yeah. Really nice group, and um, they were uh, they were awfully accommodating, and they really had nice things to say. So I'm I'm so pleased with that. And their endorsement yeah. is going to go right off to the Queen because we're starting a whole program over there for my team building with the three horse facilities over there, and it's okay. um, it's exciting for me to. It, it is that. hard to have equestrian centers under one ownership in different places, isn't it? I mean, not everybody is going to relate to this, but uh, if you have one philosophy and you own several different equestrian centers, how do you get everybody on the same page? You don't. You don't. You don't. You, <laughs> you have don't. arguments, <laughs> and you you try you try hard, uh, but it's really hard to make the good transitions from one to the other where these horses move back and forth. Broodmare's going this way and that way and mm-hmm. yearlings going this way and that way. It's an extremely challenging situation. Mm-hmm. But the 
kids that work there say that my team building thing is going beautifully. And uh, what, is it, what are you doing with them? Do you do you pull all three places together and put them all in the same room and pound it out? Or no, no, I have to go to each one separately because there's too much distance. And then I have to do my lectures and try to pull them together with uh, videotapes and get uniformity of uh, of work of procedures. And um, and then we have a zero to ten scoring thing. And these horses have to score an eight before they go to the next step. And uh, the eight has to be unanimous. I mean, it has to be something that is quite similar to the eight that's given in another place. So mm-hmm. that's that's all my work um, for the queen with that. And uh, she's quite appreciative because the horses are doing a lot better these days. And I'll tell you about August coming up. Okay. I head, I head for Illinois. And I'm a keynote speaker at the Equine Veterans Program uh, for uh, August the 22nd. Anyway, right. I've got that's a whole a, bunch of things. Yeah, that's Bravehearts um, in Illinois. Yeah. It's the biggest veterans pro- equine veterans program in the nation. And uh, they've asked you to be there because, you know, a lot of people are doing equine therapy with veterans, but they're, um, they're struggling to figure out what it is that really clicks. <laughs> With these, yeah. these returnees, yeah. Yeah, we've got the secret. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's well, not such a secret, and we can we can help them, and we we want these veterans to get better right across the board. I'll tell you what the secret is. I saw uh, one person wearing a T-shirt that said, "My therapist is a horse." Horse. <laughs> That's, That's good. Yeah. And then where do I go? Oh, my gosh. See, now, if you go ahead in the calendar, you're going to get tired, and I'm worried about that. <laughs> I don't want you to start thinking. But after, after August, well, you, have, um, you, have, you know how TV goes, but you have Fox & Friends in the morning scheduled for the very end of August. And I'm that really should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, too, because you should have Alicia Watkins, who's one of your um, star pupils at this point, a, a veteran returnee who's been to several of your events here and is now going to school at Harvard. And Harvard School of Psychology, number one yeah. in her class through the first year. I just can't be prouder of that girl. And um, she's just done so well. When I inherited her, she had a hoodie on and dark glasses, and no man could Not get within five happy. feet of her. Yeah, what? yeah. You gave it her back wild. her happiness and her confidence. You know, I think the confidence yeah. building in those veterans programs is one of the things that you do best because so many people are number one. They're they may be big brave soldiers, but not around horses so much. <laughs> and so building their confidence yeah. with something that's big and fast is an interesting out-of-body experience for them who've been in control yeah. so much till then. So you know? if anybody in your listening audience thinks I'm sitting around eating chocolates or something... Then, I kind of uh, didn't, didn't figure that, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can see her calendar anyway, on Anyway, but no. I'm doing what I love to do, and it's exciting. And I, I just wish that everybody could live the kind of life that I live because the world would turn faster but get more done, I think. I think so, too. I, I, you know, we were saying last night to this nice group of people that are you know, investment brokers and bankers uh, that don't really deal with horses much, um, but when they can turn their head and think about horses for just an evening based on what you were presenting to them, they really become interested in horses and they really become advocates for the horses in that they see that therapeutic quality. They see that, how it touches you emotionally when you, when you see that join up. And, you know, several people were nodding their heads when we said, um, you know, if everybody got to experience join up just once in their life, that it would really change a culture. I think it really, yeah. I had a, a nice man come up to me last night and, put his finger in my chest and say, you know, inside there, it really doesn't have all that much to do with horses, does it? Mm. And, of course, from his viewpoint, it had to do with his life and what he's been through and all the things that we we need to get confidence and get through the challenges of life. And it has such a metaphor for uh, join up uh, to reach to that area where people have to deal with their own inner challenges and i'm i'm just pleased that i'm able to reach that many people we didn't have any horse people really in that audience at all but they really got it and they 
they cared for it and they took it home with them and we got some of the most fantastic endorsements of of the evening having them say that they've been to many of these conferences globally and this was the best they've ever done it's way out of the box for for a group like that i imagine but this group had been around for 20 years the lady who orchestrated it was um yeah. she's been to 20 so if god's willing check back with me in uh, september and we'll, we'll catch up with that. We'll be exhausted. Uh, yeah, before you go to yeah. England again. <laughs> yes, we'll have to September is a crazy, crazy month because it starts out with me going to India. That's right. There's a little yeah. preview. Working with yeah. the Brook uh, Animal Hospital, which is a worldwide... Um, they are veterinarians and volunteers. It's like Doctors Without Borders, but for animals. It's the coolest. It's they're in their 80th year, and they've asked you to be an ambassador. Yeah. Actually, I'm an ambassador yeah. to the Brook in my 80th year on their 80th anniversary. And oh, I can I'm see off the headline. That's good. I'm off to India and scared to death about doing that because you fly over funny places and everything. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm only there for about four or five days, and then I'm back to England. Yep. And I have a tour of uh, eight or nine uh, venues there. And the Queen at Sandringham. 10 days at Sandringham with the babies taking their first saddle and rider. And then I'm off to Germany for a tour and from Germany back to England and then back to California. Come on, can you believe it? (laughs) No, I don't want to even think about it. (laughs) I'm still 1K, you know. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's his. his uh, for those who don't know, one K status uh, Star Alliance is. You have to. You have. That's more than pilots fly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to fly than, that much. They need more room. No. Today's trainer's tip is from uh, an instructor over in Italy but through Germany first, and her name is Christiana Muller, and she's with Marco Pagliai, and this one is about being one with your horse. Una cosa molto importante è, è quella che il cavallo deve going? imparare a, a seguirti, deve essere contento di, di, di prenderti come punto di riferimento. Quello appunto è uno dei concetti sicuramente di, di Monti che mi ha aiutato molto, però il fatto che il cavallo voglia stare insieme a me è un fatto che mi permette poi di lavorare in libertà. Ora nel tour di Monti lavoriamo all'interno de, di un tondino, però ecco, di solito lavoro proprio nelle, nelle arene all'aperto, sicché il fatto che il cavallo mh, mi stia molto vicino è, è importante che voglia stare insieme a me, è importantissimo. What you said that it's important that the horse is following you, that you created already the bond and the connection that the horse wants to be with you and is happy to be with you. And that you are like the, he says, you're the punto di riferimento. How do you say that you are the one he's looking at, that he, he's, you are the one he's asking you questions. And so, for example, in the demonstrations now with Monty, he's working in a round pen, but normally he's working in, in big arenas and having demonstration in big arenas. And this is now um, how the setup is here in Germany and tour not possible, so he's doing demonstrations only in a round pen. But an idea for you is to really create a connection with your horse, to create a relation with your horse, and that you start to learn the concepts of showing up, how you can use your body in a certain way that the horse is understanding that he can trust you and that he can listen to you. That's wonderful. Thank you for that tip. I, th- I think those listeners who have not studied Join Up will want to run out and do that, first of all. But it makes perfect sense to create that connection and that relationship first. Thank you for that, Marco. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. yeah, thank you. And thank you, Christiana and Marco, both, for giving us today's training tip. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, in August on 22nd. Next week, he's going to be the keynote speaker on August 22 at the Bravehearts. Providing with Purpose is the... uh, 
the subject of the keynote speech he's giving at Bravehearts in Illinois. So you can go on our website and look for that. And then on September 20th, the Night of Inspiration will be held in California at the Fla- at Flag is Up Farms. And we'll have contact information in your show notes for that. September 21, the next day, so Saturday and Sunday, that weekend is going to be incredible. We've got a life lessons workshop um, with Monty and Pat and uh, at their home and in their famous round pen. And then October 5th, we put him on a plane and off he heads to England first. And he will be there from October 5 through November 1 with several stops all the way from the south of uh, England where he starts and ends up in Glen Eagle, Scotland. Everybody knows how far up that is. So it's quite a tour. And then November 1, he heads over to Germany to um, do some tour dates there. And we'll have those all up on the website. Then he's back. No, he eats a little bit of turkey for Thanksgiving. And then he comes back December 1 through 5. We're going to hold another Monty special training in English and Portuguese. That's because he speaks English, and then we translate to Portuguese for our Brazilian and Portuguese friends. Oh, wow. And you can see more at MontyRoberts.com. Just spell it out, MontyRoberts.com. Or you can uh, get Monty's calendar by calling 805-688-6288. And... For details about today's show, go to horsemanshipradio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about today's guests. And we love your feedback. You can Dude. follow that's right. You can follow us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Monty Roberts and Twitter. Monty is on Twitter. He's a modern dude. You can go mm-hmm. to twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. Right. And we do love the feedback on the website, too. So if you like a particular episode and you have any questions or feedback, you can drop those right into that uh, website at horsemanshipradio.com. And and many thanks to our sponsors who make this possible. Be sure to visit all the other great shows at Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. But until next time, have many happy horse hours. (laughs) 